Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. Our prosperity class series continues. And I intend to make everybody rich. You too. In every way. So anybody that does not want to be rich in every way, you'd better hurry and get to heaven out of here. I don't want to be rich all by myself. What did Jesus say? I am come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And what was his mission statement? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to who? The poor. What is the gospel? The God spell. The good spell. The healing spell. The rich spell. The joy spell. You see, every mind is under some kind of spell. But the beauty of this teaching is that it makes us aware that we may choose our spells. I remember growing up in South Carolina in the country and people would make the expression, I had a spell of sickness. Did you ever hear that? You know, people were greater metaphysicians than they ever realized. Now that is a fact. A spell. Rockefeller's under a spell. And when I figured that out, I got right under that same spell. Let me hear you say, learn, baby, learn. Learn, baby, learn. I figured that out. I said, you know those Rockefellers? They're under a spell. They're under a rich spell. And I want you to know that I have come to put a spell on you. The God spell. The good spell. The healing spell. The rich in every way spell. Now that founder of the Rockefeller fortune, the old man John D. Rockefeller, He put a spell on everybody that would ever be born Rockefeller. You've got to learn how to study these things and not take all these spells that you don't want. I thank God I got fed up with having the flu every year. 
Oh, nasty thing. And it's been several years since I had that. And I plan never to have it again. Got enough of it. Everybody's got enough of it. I got enough of that. Don't need any more of that. Someone else has said, when you get enough of hell, you'll look for heaven. Got enough of being poor. Got enough of not having money. As I said, the old man Rockefeller, John D., founded the Rockefeller fortune. He cast a spell on all the Rockefellers. And that spell is still working. Of course, you know, that's over there in the commandments, if you know how to read the Bible and rightly divide the word of truth. The Lord of the law puts a spell on the children unto the third and fourth generation. See, and especially those of you who are parents, take note of what kind of spell you're putting on your children. You ought to bring them to the business of living. Even if they don't know what the heaven's being talked about intellectually. Bring them. Bring these kids to the business of living. I'm on the subject. I'm on prosperity. I remember in Boston, Massachusetts some years ago, we were at this exclusive restaurant eating. And I saw some other rich folks. <laughs> and rich kids sitting around the table over there. And there was just a certain way that they acted. That's why I tell you, and please hear this, when a baby is born, if you want to give something, give some kind of monetary certificate, interest-bearing certificate. The child will know this subconsciously. And be diligent about what kind of spells you cast on the children that are around you. Not just around you physically, but that are around you mentally. That's another thing about the mind, you know. Every mind is a spell caster. Be sure that you do not cast witchcraft, but rather rich craft. I got that testimony in San Diego, California, oh, I guess about 15 years ago or better, when a lady got up and told how her teenage son had been sick for some with something, and he couldn't play football in high school and all this, that, and the other, and so she brought him to one of my meetings in Philadelphia, and he was healed. And she said, you know, she, it took her a while before she would uh, attend Reverend Ike's meetings because she said, uh, people had said, well, you know, Reverend Ike uses witchcraft. The other lady got up and said, no, Reverend Ike doesn't use witchcraft. Reverend Ike uses rich craft. Yeah. It was Reverend Kate Gemina. Ben of San Diego. I heard from her not too long ago. She sent me a message just down in Florida. But every mind is always casting a spell. When you get on the subway, you're casting a spell. You walk down the street, you're casting a spell. 
You're always transmitting and receiving energy. Always. There's always an exchange of energy. That's why the book tells us, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And if you are attuned to God, good, love, Holy Spirit, divine mind, that is the kind of energy you will be transmitting. And that will be all that you can receive. Devil can't even get to you. In a figure of speech to be fundamentalistic for a moment, every time the devil tries to get to you, it'll be just like those electric fences that we used to put around the pasture in the south. And he'll get a shock every time that sucker tried to get And remember now, I'm, I'm speaking in a figure of speech, fundamentalistly for a moment, and that there is an old gospel song that they sang down south, Jesus, be a fence all around me every day. Oh, that's spiritual and it's literal. And you see, your thoughts create this type of fence around you. Dr. Tony Mitchell has got a name for that. What is it? Come on up here and tell us. Give him a hand. Your thoughts just create something around you. And I want him to tell us what he calls it. In the Silver Mind Method, the science of mental creation is based upon your ability to shut out from the human mind sense of self, shutting in with the divine sense of self, the kingdom of God within which Jose Silva, through his research, considered to be the alpha dimension of brainwave activity, or theta, if you want to go even deeper, at which point the energy that you project manifests like a magnet drawing everything necessary for it to come into physical manifestation. So the very thoughts, the feelings, the attitudes that you think with go out at the time you think them to begin attracting to you whatever it is you want. That's why when we're like teaching, it's important that when you're programming or praying for something, that you feel as if you already have it because of the spiritual dimension of mind, the moment you take possession of that mentally, you already do have it in consciousness. And it's only uh, in terms of waiting for the physical world to catch up to the reality of you already having what, you, what you're praying for. So that's how it manifests powerfully and excellent. Thank you, young fella. All right, now you be sure that you, you come to his sessions because we bring him in here for a purpose. Because you see, when he teaches you how to go to level, you establish yourself in an energy field. Now you see, here's another term I use that I'm going to call him back. Right. Let me hear everybody say energy field. I want you to have an understanding. You see, everybody really is established in an energy field. Is it positive and loving or is it negative? And you see, you send out, you broadcast from that energy field. And also, you receive from that energy field. Scientifically, there is an energy that surrounds your body called a corona discharge. Through certain types of specialized photography called Carillion photography, the energy field around your body can actually be photographed, and you can see it on a Corellian photographic plate. 
And when you surround yourself with the highest vibratory frequency in the universe, which is love, then you create, yes, an energy field around you. Nothing can come into your field but that that you vibrate to and resonate with, and nothing can come out of your mind except that divine loving spirit. It's like magnet, magnetic energy. If you're, if you're magnetic towards divine love, the only thing that you can attract is that love, success, goodness of God, everything. Evil or negative things can't even get into your energy field. They'll, they'll be repulsed away. They'll be, they'll be just pushed away, and they won't even know why. Um, I, I was once in a class years ago, about seven, eight, eight years ago, with um, as a prosperity class at the Science of Mind Church downtown, and they said that they, they did a study. They had a freshly minted coin, silver dollars, and they had a group of rich people handle the money and, you know, just handle it and look at it for about two or three minutes and put it back, and a group of people who were limited, like poor people, scarcity-minded people, handle it and look at it, put it back. When they photographed the two coins, they saw a radiant discharge, because everything has an electromagnetic energy field, had a, a discharge, which was a kind of a bright, radiant energy around the coin, like in a circular form, but the other one had a very dull, fragmented type of energy around it, which really proves that we do have this energy around us, and that we, this energy impresses and is infused in those things which we handle. So yeah, and, and you know, a sensitive person, this is why a sensitive person can take your watch. Psychometry. Mm -hmm. The vibrations you have are Im embedded and impressed in the jewelry, the watches, the rings, anything you have on your, on your physical person. Even your clothing. Now you see you are getting the, a scientific explanation of what happened with the prayer clause with Paul. That prayer cloth is a point of contact from which Reverend Ike infuses all of his consciousness, his energy, his belief systems. And when you take that into your possession and walk with it and, and, and sleep with it and, and have it on your person, you begin to attract that very same energy to you. That's why so many people have gotten blessed with the prayer cloth. Scientifically, that's what, what happens. But the Lord has taken the foolish things to puzzle the wise and Scientifically, it's true. And as time goes on, we'll find more and more of uh, the research coming out of quantum physics and uh, subatomic particle physics validating what Reverend Ike has been doing for years and years and years. And medical science does not laugh at things that they used to laugh at before. Like you take, for example, the laying on of hands. That's the impartation of energy. But of course, you know, you better be careful when you do laying on of hands because it works both ways. You know, that's why when anybody claims to have demons or devils and things like that, I'll talk to them. <laughs> I ain't touched them. <laughs> Just thinking now, I don't think even Jesus. It's time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Peace, everyone. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. How's everybody doing out there? Everybody's having a good week of hope so far? Yeah. 
Um, my week has been okay. Today seemed to be very, very slow. Mm-hmm. It's the first time, I guess, I don't know if we've been ripping and running so much. Brain's been over, I mean, just going. Overload. <laughs> yeah. And today was my actual, like, slow day to me. Like, even when I was working, I was getting through my work, and then um, I was just like, why is it not 4 o'clock yet? Like, what is going on? I never have this much time. I mean, I cooked breakfast, I cooked lunch, <laughs> and I still had time. So, yeah. Um, oh, but other than that, the a week, good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe it's part of the balance because I just feel like there's not enough time in a day these days. So, um, but first, uh, people that are listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, we are also live on YouTube for those that um, would like to follow us on there. Mm-hmm. And um, if you listen later, you can't catch our live. Um, you can watch it on YouTube or yeah. listen to it on Blog Talk. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it does feel good to be um, back live yes. for today. Yeah, we have scheduled differences, so, you know, we've been recording, but, you know, you guys catch us anyway. Um, some some people catch us on YouTube. Some people go back to Blog Talk to watch. Sometimes we try to go live on um, Instagram. We didn't do it today. I can go live now, though, technically. Um, JT Muse underscore, like, same on um, YouTube. JT so. Muse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys know that we do this show. We try to do it every Thursday at 7, um, if our schedule permits. And now we're just allowing um, life to just flow. We used to be really, really rigid with the schedule, but now we just allow things to happen as they come. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to deliver, come back to the show regularly. We've just been um, a day earlier. So sometimes mm-hmm. we go live. Most of the time we go live on Wednesday night. Live on um, Instagram, IG, yeah, and then the show plays at seven on Thursdays. So. Yeah, so still the same. It's just not live. It's just not so. live. But today's live, so today's if you live. Um, have you... any questions or comments, y'all can actually call the number, and y'all can also put it in the chat on Blog Talk as well. Uh, but yeah, how's your week, Paige? Fine. Um, I'm just. I was all of a sudden hit with the realization that the year is almost up. November is coming and um, just just reflecting on my checklist and plans and yeah. things. And uh, how do you feel now that you're reflecting? I, I feel I feel I not I'm not wanna get down on myself that everything's not checked off, but I feel good with the position I'm in and I feel every um time timing God's perfect timing mm-hmm. is in, divine, in place, timing. divine timing, yes. Yeah. So everything's aligning, starting to align and it's a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. And when you think about it, a year that's a lot of time and then again it's not a lot of time. Right for what you're trying to do. So, I mean, just personally, I think you're doing good. Um, you know, especially it just seems like we push things to high gear. We got some things in store. We have plans for um, this platform for JT News. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will present it to you because we're this close. Even if it's just the little things, it's just like we have so many goals and it just takes work to um, 
get things started and um, to execute. It just takes time, and we're balancing that out, and mm-hmm. we're trying to make it to the point where we don't have to worry about work schedules, and we're going to get there because that's in the plans. Mm-hmm. It's in the works. We could just we just got to take the steps. I mean, keep keep moving forward in the process. Right. So. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel fine. <laughs> um, I feel fine. I just have new ventures. Um, yeah, actually, I mean, I just recently got married. So for those that don't know, in August, so that's big. And I mean, it's a lot. It's a, I mean, not marriage, but it's a lot going on. Oh, it's, it's such a, a lot. short period of time. I feel like. Um, the summer yeah. just blew up for us, like, yeah. bam, bam. And then there's a lot coming. Like, it's a lot that we're working on in our personal lives and business-wise and goals, just goal-oriented, um, working on them, working towards them, putting effort in, and not just talking about it, actually being about it, like, actually activating um, this mindset. You know, it's always a talk that we talk about. It's always mm-hmm. something we say. Akeem talks about it all the time, but it really is. It's like we can think it, we can know it. But I think finally we're operating in it. Mm-hmm. That the um, contract that you speak with the universe, everything aligns to make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's why when you said something different yesterday, was it yesterday or was it today? Uh, it might have been yesterday. When I said, um, it was something she said, but it wasn't It wasn't really bad, but it was something that was going against what she was trying to do. And I was like, you just spoke that out there like a contract, and I need for you to, like, change that. Because, and it's not like I'm always deep or something like that, but there are some things that you really, really can speak and activate. Like, there's power in words, mm-hmm. and I know that, and a lot of us know that through experience. Yeah, so, so I- I avoided that and <laughs> yeah. canceled that out. So. But it's like we're actually operating in maybe a newness. It's like there's levels to this, I guess. Mm-hmm. And even with money-making mindsets, um, there's levels to this. And abundant mindsets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So we're just um, talking about, like, our uh, our upbringing and um some of the things that our parents taught us. And um, with Halloween coming up, uh, we're just talking about how it was celebrated in our house or if it was celebrated. And uh, mm-hmm. pretty much with me, we didn't unless we it was connected with the church. I'm looking at, I'm trying to figure out when Halloween is. I know it's that. It's, okay, it's, it's Sunday. Sunday. Okay. It's yeah. I'm looking down at my it's phone Sunday. to figure out when is it. I know yeah. it's the end of the month. This week, that's how I pictured, envisioned this week. Like, oh, it's the end of the month. I think about other things, what's due, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know exactly when Halloween was. And I learned from you today that tonight's beggar's night. Yeah, it's beggar night here um, yeah. where we're at. So. Yeah, in the Midwest. So um, you said, I'm sorry, you said you didn't celebrate yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't celebrate it. I can only think I went trick-or-treating like one time yeah. when I was a kid. Maybe twice I might have snuck out, but, yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't do it. And it didn't bother me that we didn't really celebrate it. Yeah. We just went to, we went to church, um, yeah. <laughs> and we did whatever, hallelujah night or whatever they Right, what they call it. They to call change it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
So, but I I never, like, knew the history or what it was. It was just we didn't because that's not one of the holidays we celebrated. Right. And you grew up in a religious household. I did, yeah, religious uh, Christian household. Yeah. Um, Very, they were very um, strict. (laughs) Were they? Yeah, they're very strict. I was was able to do a lot of things. Um, So, yeah. Like, even the simple things, like certain music I couldn't listen to. Yeah. But they were, my parents were very uh, overprotective. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, how about you? What you? Um, For me, we didn't celebrate Halloween at all. Um, We grew up, um, I grew up in a Christian household. Um, And my dad was not about that pagan life. And I really didn't know. So for us, Growing up, it was just from a child's understanding, it's just we don't celebrate Halloween. That's the one holiday we don't celebrate. And um, there was a time I was still young, maybe I was like middle school, um, my mom bought candy and we passed out candy to the children coming around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, the next year, like, oh, we're going to pass out candy again? Because that was like some little action. And she was like, no. Like, she, I guess it was the one thing she wanted to do. I don't really know. I never asked her, but it was like, no, we're not doing that. We did go to church when we were kids. Um, and then, like, I remember, like, wanting to dress up. The only thing I could dress up in at the time was that uh, I had a tutu. And I don't know why. I don't know if I was in something. I had a tutu, and it wasn't for Halloween, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I had a, a ballerina tutu, and I, I I don't know. I can't tell you why I had it. But anyway, I had that. And so I, it was the one time I was, I was I was young. I was in elementary school. It was the one time I was able to, like, dress up for the occasion. Oh. So, like, I wore it to church when we had that. And I can't. Maybe it's my memory, but I cannot remember doing that more than once. Going to the church mm-hmm. for candy, but I'm sure we did that more than once And um, when I was a child. And then the only time I really wanted to celebrate Halloween, when you're a kid, you want to go get the candy. So if your mom doesn't let you go trick-or-treating, hello, that's all you want. Like, kids would come to school with bags that's of candy. Yeah. Like, the, the candy was like their book bags were full. I remember stealing a piece of candy bar out of my uh, out of this boy's book bag because they had all the candy. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, even if you go trick or treating, how do you end up with that much candy? Like that's so much. It was so much candy. Some, some, some it was candy. heavy. <laughs> His book bag was heavy. Yeah, so I remember taking a candy bar because he was like, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. But this guy, that's a whole other story about this boy. I almost had to kill him. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that me. Well, I think he deserves uh, that candy bar to be taken. But anyway, uh, that's a sidebar. Memory triggered, you guys, talking about this stuff. But um, so, yeah, I remember one thing to celebrate um, Halloween one time. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go trick-or-treating. Anytime, right? In elementary school. By the time you're in middle school, you don't care. Well, I didn't care. I won't say you don't care. I didn't care. Um, but I remember really wanting to participate in the Halloween parade at school in fifth grade. So that's what I'm saying. Like elementary, I wanted to celebrate. I was looking forward to that. And um, 
Like, my mom was like, no, no, and no. Like, no, you don't get to – I did get to participate. Like, I didn't have to stay in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So, but she – I think she eventually let me wear – I think I wore the tutu and some bottoms or something. I don't know. <laughs> But I was so happy I got to do that. But other than that, I mean, it was really like it didn't matter. That was the one thing that I really wanted to participate in. And then growing up, I mean, like I'm telling you, like even as an adult, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. It's not anything I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to let my kids do this when I get, when they get older. Oh, I'm going to participate in everything as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it just wasn't my thing. And then, you know, we were taught like it was like the devil's day. And stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I worked with children growing up. So, I mean, I remember, like, making, like, some, well, my coworker making a costume for me, like, some angel wings or something. But, I mean, really, I still just wasn't into it. I remember they built a Halloween haunted house up in the library and stuff. And I wasn't, like, oh, like, anti, like, hold the cross. Yeah. I still played with the children and stuff. You know, I let them do it. They ran around. There were some other children that did not celebrate it, and I was like, I I understand. <laughs> you know, they were okay. Even their moms, their parents came in, and they're like, no, we don't celebrate this. I'm like, I, I get it. Like, hey, personal choice. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, and, and nowadays it seems like being an adult, you can have some fun on Halloween. Like oh, Halloween parties. It's something to look forward to. I got like, some- I know a lot of people that my like, Halloween is like my favorite holiday. I'm like, really? <laughs> but I can see it being a favorite holiday. That's another thing. Like with any of these holidays, I can see how it is because so, mm-hmm. it is a fun time because people make it a fun time. Like yeah. think about it. You get to dress up. You get to do be your alter ego. I mean, adult parties seem like they're rather fun. Like my, I have relatives that are looking forward to it. I know mm-hmm. people that are throwing Halloween parties this week, I guess, this weekend, but it's just really never been my thing, regardless. And, yeah, like I said, like my dad, he, he didn't go in depth. The only thing he went in depth about with me, and I was it wasn't until I was grown, was about Christmas. We celebrated Christmas in my household growing up, but it was like a, my parents, when they were married, it was like a, a compromise. My mom was like, oh, yeah, we're going to celebrate it. My dad was like, uh, we don't, I don't want a tree. My mom was like, I want a tree. And the compromise was don't put the tree, don't put the uh, the gifts under the tree. And my dad was saying, because my dad was like, you know, people used to pray to this Yule log and they used to uh, bring about presents the next day and blah blah blah. So it was all about bowing down to the, to the tree. Yeah. And so my mom just didn't put our gifts under the tree, and I thought it was because she had a bunch of kids and she didn't want to just. I don't know. We just had our own piles, like, mm-hmm. on the couch. You were piled over there. It was nothing. We still got gifts. But I didn't know until I was an adult as to why we did not celebrate yeah. Christmas. I mean, we did not. He didn't want to celebrate Christmas yeah. in the commercialized way. I didn't even know anything about paganism. So I was like, I wish he had trained us up that way because I wouldn't have had any attachments to Christmas either mm-hmm. like I did in uh you know, like I didn't have any attachments to Halloween, but yeah. Christmas was a little hard for, harder for me to break because I was already indoctrinated. I was already found the joys, and trust me, I was truly into it as a child because I had younger siblings, and I wanted them to really be into it. So I was like, 
super excited. I love that little um, false joy and all that stuff that happens yeah. with it because it doesn't last. We've been talking a lot about Christmas. Ho- hopefully, maybe we'll yeah. touch on that later. But yeah. it's a lot that goes with that. Mm-hmm. And then there, that origins in the history and what people come up with, and so much, it's just layers and layers of things. Yeah, it's a lot. Nimrod and all that. It's just yeah, that goes deep. I mean, mm-hmm. but well, maybe we'll get to that mm-hmm. later on. But um, as for Halloween, I and. I don't celebrate it um, as an adult. Um, I don't like the uh, what it's attached to as far as fear um, and that thrill of that that negative evil energy. So that's nothing that I want to be attached to or around. Indulging in. Indulging in, yeah. So that's that's what I my conclusion I came to, but. Mm. You know, do as you may <laughs> with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so not even knowing and realizing what Halloween, the origins was, like you said, when you didn't know what it was, like you never was taught, you never. Not the origins. I just knew that's not what we did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like you never, nobody ever taught that. And it's like you have to teach yourself and research and do that to really realize yeah. what things are, what are you participating in, what is, what are you giving your energy towards. And um, from what I uncovered, it came from um, Celtic tradition celebration um, on October 31st. Uh, they call it Samhain. And, um, pretty much sacrificing, giving sacrifices to to um, God. And with that, they celebrated it at this time because it was in between the autumn equinox and winter solstice. Mm-hmm. And we could get into winter solstice because, you know, we, we studied that before. But it's the darker days of the year is this time. Oh, so yeah, so with that, they did different rituals, and um, which wasn't it was really evil intent with it, uh, with uh, death and uh, sacrificing of uh, people. And with that, through that, it evolved into what it is today to be really commercialized. Uh, and what I, I came to found is that. Um, you know, the day of the dead, the day after, whether you celebrate that or not, that's a whole that's a whole different thing. But what we're talking about is Halloween. And uh I don't know, like to when the Catholic Church was trying to convert um pagans into um Christians or convert them to to be Catholic they made these holidays to be celebrated in light light of it. Yeah. Yeah. So through that, even with that, go ahead. Yeah, it's almost like, well, we, you know, how people want to coddle a situation to not offend. And so they basically bent the rules a bit, bent what they believed 
to welcome the pagans, to try to convert them to mm-hmm. Christianity, Catholicism, and all of that. So, yeah, and that's how a Halloween became a ho- holiday, a holy day, <laughs> which doesn't sound about, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, like, how do we make this better? And that's what we do today. Mm-hmm. We, make, we do, like, harvest festival. You know, how can we Christianize it, mm-hmm. you know, or... And people do that, and to each their own. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. And then with that, you know, with the trick or treat, and it was a lot more tricking going on. <laughs> right. Treating with, with the, the children, with though, the right? Children. Yeah, with the children. So yeah, to divert them from that, just the that destructive nature. Um, they begin to have like uh, parties, and they start big, big uh, stores and stuff start making costumes, and they started doing festivals and parades and and all that to kind of take them away from mm-hmm. that trick. <laughs> now the commercialized, they're making money. Money, like this money. Is, I mean, every holiday is a big time. Every holiday is a big scam. I mean, we buy into it. Or you you can choose to buy into it, but majority of the the country buy into it mm-hmm. every time. Candy is so expensive. Like if you it look is. at the the little bag of name brand candy, mm-hmm. expensive. I'm like, that's not even enough for ten people. But, no, but yeah, they you know they're gonna hype it up right now because you gotta yeah buy people it. gotta pass it out. The kids buy it. Yeah, if you're into candy, then you know buy that stuff after the holiday <laughs> when it goes on sale. The real price that it should be in the first place. But that's my opinion. Yeah, I I do like fall. I do love fall. So I do Absolutely. put out fall fall things. That's where I get my money because I put out fall decorations. But um, hey, I harvest in the fall. I, I I love the fall because the representation of harvest, the overabundance. And the change of, of seasons. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like autumn and those leaves. I love the leaves from the trees. And today, I mean, this is how much I loved it. Like I noticed the few, the five leaves in my yard today when I went for a walk. I noticed, I was like, oh, the leaves are starting to fall. They're starting to change and they're starting to fall. Yeah. It's just a little stuff, yeah, nature little stuff, that nature. I love. Yeah. So, yeah, autumn's it's, it's nice. It's wonderful. And, yeah, I guess they have these holidays set for certain times of the year for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it was all strategically planned out. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As for me, um, I, I just don't trust people. So, I mean. Good point. I will not let my children go trick-or-treating. That's mm-hmm. me. You can do what you want. You can have fun. And honestly, another thing is when something strongly feels like a waste of money and time to you, you're not going to care. Like, for me, I don't care. They're just not. Like, I I mean, really, why am I going to go buy an expensive costume, expensive, cheaply made costume, and let them wear it. <laughs> I'm just 
like for like, like a few hours just to go. They're out. not gonna wear it next year. I mean, I know they don't have to be expensive, but listen, I mean, party city like a decent one. Like if I was, I mean, if I were to go out or something and wanted to dress up extra, then that that would be worth it, and that would be my time. So it's worth it, and it's other people. It's worth it to other people in their time, but to me. I don't even want to, I don't even want to participate. I don't even want, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, we're here. We're here. Okay, but anyway, um, that was one of those moments. You guys will be lost. Okay, but, um, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I just, I just would not, um, I just won't because people are crazy. When I say you're not, you don't know who's injecting your your children's candy with stuff. I mean, as crazy as the world has been lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know who put a needle in that candy. I know that's in general. But unless I literally see you open up the bag and, you know, I'm just, it's just a, a no yeah, for that's me. Yeah, that's a good point. I just really, I just don't. I mean, you know, I, I participated, like, at, like, church functions, until I was just really like, when I tell you when something doesn't resonate with me, I don't know if it's gross. I don't know if I'm just detached, but I just quit. Like, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not participating in this. You know, I'm like, oh, wow, it's candy, Harvest Festival, help the people. And I'm like, it was just like little by little. I just quit. I just pulled out. That's another thing I forgot to um, mention. It was like, they gave the kids candy so they wouldn't trickle, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't do things was, to their property, their houses. They gave them. Like, it wasn't candy. It was like baked goods and yeah, treats and manipulation. Sweet. We, you know, don't. Yeah, that's not like reward bad behavior. Oh no. It's like here. I'm a, okay. Yeah, like please don't touch my house. Please don't egg my car. Here, yeah. I'll give you this candy bar. But some of the stuff that they played around that um, around. Those times, it, I mean, that stuff goes, I mean, that's very vague, mm-hmm. and that's not deep. But a lot of things they did around that time was really crazy. Like, I thought the game Bobbing for Apples was just an innocent game, when really they was, like, scolding hot water that kids had to, with their hands tied behind their back, that they had to reach in and grab with their, you know, and they could scold their face and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read that, and I was just like, what? Like, I remember them playing that game when I was a like, I played it's, it one ooh. time. It was yeah. fun. It's so <laughs> germy. Yeah. I was thinking, Think like, about I'm it. supposed to put my mouth in? Yeah, thinking about it. Now, like, ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, now we, I mean, that is so gross. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. That's just me. Um, I don't really trust it. And know? then, like, they, the bonfire, they were saying it's a bonfire, like, from remains of people burning them. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's yeah. just different things. It's just like, whoa. When the kids came around to my job, you know, there's like little preschoolers that came, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, they're adorable. They're cute. I'm not like, once again, like with a cross on my head. I don't participate. I stand firm on this. No, it's like, oh, you look so cute. You know, here, we got candy for you. I mean, you know, yeah. but I'm not like overly, but I'm just like as far as personally putting in effort, no. 
you know, but if I want to put an effort in something, I will, because I won't have to do it. Like, when we wanted the Winter Wonderland theme, mm-hmm. but we didn't want it, yeah, I'll go all out for some, some stuff that I, I want to participate in. And Halloween don't, don't do it for me, but mm-hmm. let me tell you, if I want to do a harvest theme, that's going to look nice, because it's what I like, leaves, pumpkins, you know, things like that. I don't. I don't even enjoy carving a pumpkin. I, I'm definitely not. I like the uh, the artistic part of carving with making it. To That's be nice. Something, but yeah, but I mean, let me tell you, when I did time. carve a pumpkin, and I'm a little artsy, I'm a little crafty. My pumpkin looks scary. I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, "Ooh, how do I lighten that up?" You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you know, I was just trying to help my kid out. Like we were we were at a harvest party. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, but, you know, learning about jack-o'-lanterns and things like that, I'm not interested, but, I, I mean, pumpkins, I mean, who created pumpkins? God, like, we can, we're allowed to open them up and um, take out the seeds. I like the roasted seeds and, you know, mm-hmm. let the kids get to feel how disgusting it feels um, in the inside. <laughs> you know, you can even cook it and stuff like that. I have not successfully done that, but... um you know, you can take anything and use it for good or bad. So mm-hmm. people have, they started using um, pumpkins for bad and evil. And then also to show that they celebrate this and they want the spirits to come to their house. So put a candle inside or put it by your doorstep and things like that. So I just got not into it like that. Originally it was um, turnips, they call it. Turnips. Yeah. Turnips are pretty tasty. That's sidebar, but go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just that's all I was gonna add. Like it yeah. turned up and it turned into um, pumpkins. It's just because they have yeah, it's easier because mm-hmm. pumpkins around this time they are in abundance. So it's just it's, it's something to see the different variations and the different how different it evolved from centuries to yeah. present. Yeah, times have changed. Now would be a better time. Well, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say now would be a better time to. <laughs> Well, no, because they're still um, people still practice it in a darker way. Oh, I know, so, and that's why kids come up missing. I, that. I just had an alert. Or is Black Sabbath time? Or uh, Easter time? I don't know. I just had an alert today about missing kids on my phone. That's another thing, and I don't know how people let their kids go trick or treating by themselves. People don't realize like it's okay. It Gone is, are those days where you could just send your kids out. Yeah, it's. Fun and games. It was gone a long time ago too, but now it's worse. It seems like it's worse. But um, it's one thing to like for fun, but like I don't know. Like, how do people let their children go out here? And it's dark now. You know, how do you let them just go out here and trick or treat by themselves? Like, people actually still practice. Um, their rituals and dark magic and dark, dark stuff. Like, it's a real thing. Sacrificing kids. I've read some books from witches about witches and warlocks and what they did and what they do. Babies, children, like, people really do come up missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to go that dark or deep into it, but that really is a thing. And a lot of people go missing around this time of year in abundance. And, like, it's, like, because kids are out here still running around. 
And it's like it's like that horror movie I just watched. Was it Jason? The the new Halloween movie, whatever. Oh yeah, the new Halloween movie. Yeah, it's like that. Like how the kids were just they were just out there. Yeah, that was another thing. That was another like people money money got a mask. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, and this stuff is it's all fun and games. Like okay, we watched a Halloween horror movie. That's fun and games for us, but it's all fun and games until it's real. And it really does happen. It may not have ever happened to you, but it's happened to kids and and grown adults. People are still, mm-hmm. they're still trying to capture people. We just saw a post today, a woman um, just in front of her own home try to get, this guy try to kidnap her in, mm-hmm. in plain sight. Didn't even care. Didn't dead. care about the camera or anything. It's just like people are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read so, something today about it was like this 90-year-old man had a whole bunch of uh, human remains in his basement. So, yeah. See, that's the thing. He probably looked all innocent mm-hmm. and things like that. After I learned about that one, was it a show called um, Kidnapped in Plain Sight? It's the people that you let come to your house that are super nice. They work on your home. Mm-hmm. They've been here several times. They see what you have, and they see your children. No. Like, don't trust anyone. They, You know, it's just, yeah, people are crazy. So do I want to participate? No. Am I scared of the world and, like, oh, I won't go anywhere? No. Um, I used to let, you know, my little one that I helped take care of, I went to, like, when the church had something for Halloween, it was just one of those, oh, we're going to go skating. And it was just, like, I'll do stuff like that. Like, that's fine. Like, why would I not let the kid go skating? You know, it wasn't on Halloween. It wasn't. And then, yeah, the kids that wanted to celebrate, it wasn't a requirement. They didn't say dress up. But if you want to dress up, you could. But she didn't dress up. Um and then you left with a little bag of candy, like a little paper bag, more than what she needed. Mm-hmm. I don't even Which let her eat candy safer. anyway. Lot safer than. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, even let her eat. And then the candy lasts so long, so you got to throw some of it away That's because it. I don't Look, let her This eat. is what she do. She give her, like, one piece of candy a week. That's hey, how, it, how it lasts. She was already hyped enough. <laughs> she was a hyper child, very hyped. Like, couldn't nobody handle her for me. So why would I give her candy? <laughs> Especially chocolate. That's when I learned chocolate did something to kids. I kid you not. That was an observation I made a long time ago, and it seems to have been true. Chocolate milk. I mean, I haven't even, I can't even prove it to y'all, but based on what I've I've worked with children, I've been around children enough, and when you give them chocolate when they're like a toddler, they go crazy. Chocolate milk, chocolate candy, it's like a moment of, what is happening, you know? I mean, my sister works, has her own daycare. I remember her giving chocolate milk, and eventually it's going crazy. And I was like, you know what? What did you do differently? Something happened. Something happened. Did you give them some chocolate? And she was like, yeah, I did. I said, uh-uh, you can't give kids chocolate. I'm telling you something about it. So, yeah. Too bad. Chocolate's good enough. Um, <laughs> dark chocolate is actually dark chocolate, just for you. Yes. It's got some antioxidants. Yes. It has to be real raw and not milky and um. That's the best kind. Oh. Yeah, the process kind. <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, that's just I wanted you know us to talk about that just since it's this weekend and 
happening. I guess, yeah. But going on, um, moving on, uh, you wanted to talk about licorice. No. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving on, shifting gears. So if you've ever dealt with stomach ulcers. Oh, yeah, and I'm not talking about, like, candy licorice. I'm oh, yeah, right. <laughs> the actual um, or botanical or um, licorice. So I'm going to be reading from my apothecary book because I love it so much. And really, I needed, I learned some things from the Internet because recently I went through, um, I had signs and symptoms of an ulcer. And I could figure out, I could pinpoint exactly what I did. So I was taking some supplements that had caffeine, you know, herbal supplements. And I just decided to take it on the weekend, like get my extra dose in. I'm like, oh, I haven't been taking this, but this has caffeine in it, and I think it was too much. And um, and then I made some bomb tacos. And I mean real tacos, you guys, Mexican tacos, not no ground beef with taco seasoning sprinkles. Anyway, I'm just saying. But anyway, you know, it's that spices, heavily spiced and um, acidic. So that combination right there, like the tomato taste that I had in it, it was um, very, I guess, strong on my stomach. I already wasn't eating right. I had, I'm eating right now um, to what I feel is right for me. Um, but I was like on a hiatus and said, oh, I'm going to start in a week. After this, I'm going to get clean. But after that, I had to because my body was like, what the heck are you doing? And I had like this crazy, crazy burning sensation and pain. I actually don't know how people that have ulcers live. It's almost debilitating, like you don't want to do anything. It's burning. I'm like, what is this? I've never had, I've never had um, issues before, and so um, it started like with nausea, and, and the night that night, and the next day it was over. Hmm. And um, yeah, and imagine I flew because I thought I was nauseated. I had like some raw ginger, woo, you know, made it burn. But anyway. I did a little bit of research, and I learned that, um, you know, you can treat it with bone broth, aloe vera juice, cabbage. I just happened to have a cabbage. I I didn't eat any meat. I didn't. I was just like, oh, God, like, heal this up. But you are able to um, rectify the situation very quickly. Like, you're a, if, if you've had ulcer for years, it doesn't take years for you to heal it. And I was trying to give her an example. I think I look at an ulcer like the inside, kind of like I'm not saying that this is what it is, kind of like your mouth. When you have a sore or something, like if you burn your tongue, your mouth heals rather quickly. So if you give your gut the proper nutrients that it needs consistently for, for like a couple of days, you are going to heal your ulcer. So... I wanted to read a little bit about licorice because I actually ended up taking the licorice root herb, root licorice root, um, which could be like an antacid for some people. When people feel like they're getting indigestion, because this lady was talking, talking to me about why she takes it when we were in the health store, 
she worked at the health store. And, um, yeah, the licorice root DGL, um, that is, like, powerful for your stomach lining, um, and it can heal your ulcer. So, anyway, I'm going to read a little bit. It says, licorice has been a popular flavoring for millennia. Um, Archaeologists have determined that the Assyrians and Egyptians used it. Um, so it was saying that licorice's main constituent is glycyrazine, which is 50 times sweeter than sugar. And it says, although the herb was once popular, a popular candy flavoring, most of the licorice candy made in the United States is actually flavored with anise. I don't know if it's properly spelled anise or anise, but I've always wanted to use that herb in some dishes. I always see it looks like a little flowery herb. Mm. But anyway, I know what it is. But anyway, so people aren't really even get. they think it's licorice, but it's not. Um, that's what this is saying. So, yeah. So licorice is used commercially in pastries, ice cream, pudding, soy sauce, soy-based meat substitutes, and tobacco. So as a medicine, licorice was was also used by the Greeks and Romans and is still one of the most popular Chinese herbs. In the United States, licorice is in cough syrup and drops. The herb is also used as a sweeten, is also used to sweeten mouthwash and toothpaste. Um, A laxative, this soothing herb has been prescribed for stomach and bowel inflammation and peptic ulcers. See? (laughs) Licorice reduces stomach acid and encourages the stomach to protect itself from acid. So it's like when you feel, like if you have an ulcer and you feel that burning, it's like pouring the fire, pouring water over fire. Mm. So it protects it. So if you take that um, licorice root, um, it's actually going to really help you. And, I mean, it's fine to take it now, like if you don't have stomach ulcers, you know, as a balance. Um, so there's a word called um, carbonoxaline, a compound derived from licorice. It was recently, it was until recently the drug of choice to treat ulcers. So I, that's like DGL to me, licorice root. Um, another form of licorice, a very long word. I really cannot pronounce that, okay? Um, it's just saying that this is a future drug. Um, so, yeah, studies show that it can be treated. Studies show it can be effective as um, tagamet and Zantac. Licorice has estrogenic effects, and it's useful for treating menopause symptoms and normalizing irregular menstrual cycles. And it's also an antiviral and decongestant. Excuse us. Nobody called you. Okay. <laughs> that was my daughter, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, so studies um, show that it's just as good as Zantac. And um, it has estrogenic effects and is useful for treating menopause symptoms and normalizing 
um, irregular menstrual cycles. So it's also an antiviral and decongestion, decongestant, and is used to treat um, dermatitis, colds, and infections. So it enhances the immune system and may have anti-tumor properties. Um, so I have seen it in some concoctions when it comes to um, even people with fibroids. Yeah, I would see like licorice, like fibroid supplements, I'm saying. I would see licorice in there. Now, I mean, I see why I was wondering if that was, if there was something in here about it. Like my little herbal um, apothecary book is a little vague. It's just like a little summary of everything. You got to dive deep if you want to know more. Um, you got to use other books. But yeah, it says um, several clinical studies indicate it may be useful to treat herpes, a viral condition, which currently has no cure. So, um, so yeah, like the adrenal hormone cortisone, it decreases inflammation, so it is used to reduce the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis and also inflammatory disorders, but without cortisone side effects. So, like, I'm taking the steroid and things like that. And while cortisone therapy depletes the adrenal glands, licorice encourages them to function better and relieve adrenal exhaustion. Uh, helps with your hormones. Now, that even makes more sense as to why it helps normalize um, people that are going through menopause symptoms. That's my little, that's my take on that. Um, studies show licorice neutralizes liver toxins and increases the liver's ability to store glycogen, which provides mus- muscles with energy. So even here where it says licorice neutralizes liver toxins, that's another reason why you see it in a lot of um, detox supplements or things that target fibroids. Even for fibroids, it's very important to um, cleanse the liver because um, the overabundance of um, things filtering out through the liver or even cleansing and, you know, bombarding the liver. So, but you got to be cautious, though with certain herbs. So um, licorice, so if you have high blood, if you deal with hypertension, you got to be careful um, because it can raise your blood pressure. And it also can cause headaches. It says it can cause shortness of breath, bloating, and fluid retention in high doses or with long-term or low, or with long-term use of low daily doses, so, like, for an extended period of time. And that's why I also tell you take breaks when it comes to or using herbs. Give it, like, two-week um, two breaks. Um, avoid licorice. If you're pregnant, do not use as a daily laxative as it can cause excessive potassium loss. So I thought that was interesting. And it always, like, when you're going through something, like, for me, I mean, it sparks a conversation. It's like, oh, this is what I learned. I mean, when I tell you, I I could tell I was getting an ulcer, and I had never in my life experienced that, and I should not be. And I just, I mean, it's like God was right on time. I just got a cabbage. Hello, what am I doing with the cabbage? Um, I mean, you can have a cabbage because you want it, but I, I didn't buy it. So <laughs> it was divine. Um, and... I my symptoms were better within 24 hours, but like I was determined to catch it early. 
so I did what I had to do. I even took Pepto-Bismol, one dose of it. But I was like, when you're desperate, it's like, yep, give me this aloe vera. Give me this BGL licorice root, a.k.a., you know, and um, bone broth even threw it all at my system. And I was like, I'm not eating anything unless it's cabbage. Or you could juice a cabbage. I wasn't doing all that. I was like, oh, cabbage. I mean, I know. I already knew cabbage was good for the gut. So, yeah. Yeah, I could have had sauerkraut or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but because we talked about cabbage before. Yep. The benefits of it. So, yeah. But I was able to heal and do better. And then I have a relative that has an ulcer and has always had one. And they're doing better because I was like, this is what you need to take. Come over here and get some of this these uh this herbal supplement and you know yeah it seems like there's help. remedy you always have remedy through the research you do heal yourself heal <laughs> yourself yeah, yeah with this book and hey the internet's your friend as well so mm-hmm. there's ways around it so I actually hope someone's listening and it can help somebody or if you know somebody tell them I mean there's information out there. So, of course, I got back on my health kick. Well, and I know what triggered it. It's not like I was, like, super indulgent, but I was like, ooh, let me go ahead and freeze this food. I cannot take. But I already know what, um, I know what tomatoes do. Like, they can be very acidic. And Mm -hmm. the fact that I eat tomato paste, I was like, oh, but it's okay if I do it now. You know, if I eat it again, it was just too much at one time not enough break in between, and my body was like, uh, excuse you, overload. Yeah, so, but yeah. And I gave us all the the tools there to yeah, heal ourselves. Our body heals ourselves. Yeah, he, God gave us, the earth heals us. Oh, girl, do you really want to get into that? Yeah, the earth. The earth heals us. Grounding heals you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that was good. That was good. Well, my licorice talk. Yeah. Thank you. Everything. Well, yeah, so we are working on getting some merch, um, merchandise, and, um, yeah, so stay tuned for some upcoming things that we got going on, and we will stay connected. Um, If you would like some services, like from um, third-party debt issues, visit our website at jtmuse.com, jtmuse.com, and um, credit repair, um, also the firearm, how to purchase the firearm as a national, Yeah, and what that process is, what to expect. Um, that's a vaccination exemption um, template. template. Oh, and uh, he he was on um, a live uh, sometime this week. So I should check that out. He was talking about the exemptions and and that. So go go there and check that out. Oh, my and, team L. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Me that too. and then his show was on Tuesday. True Tuesday. Mhm. And the brothers show. Mhm. When is that? That's one Tuesdays as at well four, at four. Right? Mhm. It's two Tuesdays at seven. 
for our king. And Beth, independent thinkers on Sunday at 7 as well, 7 Eastern. All right. I think that's it. So just go ahead and, uh, again, visit our website, jtmuse.com, J-T-M-U-S-E, and uh, stay, stay um, updated through that. Yeah, y'all stay safe. Yeah, be safe. uh, Stay healthy. Be well. Peace. Peace.